Welcome to For Fox Sake, a marriage podcast hosted by David and Becca Fox. In episode two, it's all about love languages. And now your host, David and Becca. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How's, how's everybody's life going? And I mean that to my wife. <laughs> well, today it's been rough, but well, it's really been a rough week. Let's just say that. But hey, we made it here. It's cool. Yeah, we made it here finally. <laughs> I sat in the truck less time this week than I did the the last time that we did a show. Look, this time, yet again, I worked over and my mom was late to watch the baby. It wasn't that I was getting the baby ready this time. My mom was late. (laughs) It's okay, though. Real life. Yeah. We're getting better. By the the third episode, we're going to be professional here. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Hey, anyway. 30th, maybe. (laughs) Put a zero on that. No, we got it. But today we was... uh, but I was thinking, uh, I, I just want to talk to you guys about, we're trying to uh, communicate with you for Fox's sake. <laughs> you know, we, uh, I know that um, me and Becca sometimes have uh, have a hard time communicating. We speak different languages. I feel like there should be some music that plays after that, because that was such a like deep statement. What, that we have a hard time communicating? <laughs> yeah, communication. No, communication's not hard, because... <laughs> I mean, it's it's extremely hard, but, but me and Becca was trying to figure out the best way that uh, we could we could talk about how we communicate and, and how to help other people communicate better with their spouse. And so upon our research, we come up with, uh, we was going to take the love language test. <laughs> Which we've taken before, just so you know, it and can change apparently. No, that's what we, I was going to get to that, but we was, oh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, like I was going to get to that right then. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, good job. Thanks. I knew that you were going to do that. Um, but we were, when we were uh, younger, we took the love language test because we was uh, having a hard time communicating back then as well. Evidently, it's just a consistent problem <laughs> um, in our relationship. Yeah. It's probably just ours, though. Probably just our Yeah, marriage. nobody else has a hard time <laughs> communicating with their spouse. Um, so, but evidently it changes because what, mine doesn't change. I'm pretty much... Uh, going to be words of affirmation probably for the rest of my life. But Becca's changed. When we were young, we took the test. And there's, I mean, to start off, there's five primary love languages. And depending on which love guru and communication guru that you read about on the internet, they could add a whole slew of secondary and thirdary mm-hmm. um, love languages that are out there. But the, the primary ones that everybody's going to go with are words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, receiving gifts and physical touch. Uh, that's the primary love languages. So whenever we were young, uh, me and Becca took this test on, on a really old computer, probably in an apartment somewhere, <laughs> probably our duplex, I would say when we was, um, so when we were still living in the poor house and um, Becca was like 20% of every single one. There's five of them and she got like 20% on all five. So that makes it so <laughs> yes, difficult yeah. for me to figure out, um, you know, what, you know, how to, how to give her love. Yeah. Because apparently he couldn't just do one. I needed a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's like I, I would have to <laughs> give her a hug while telling her that she did a great job <laughs> while we're alone together. Um, and I just took the garbage out. Yeah. After I read my own results, I was like, Oh, that's sad. You poor guy. And mine, <laughs> Uh, mine was like, has, is, and has always, and always will be, uh, words of affirmation. So I'm basically just a dog. 
And as long as you tell me that I'm a good boy, then I'm, I'm just going to be a good boy. Like I want to be a better boy. Yeah. And I think I like either matured or something along the way, because now all I really care about is some help of, with doing stuff. I think it's the baby. Cause now I'm like, I don't even care if we have quality time. You don't even have to tell me I'm pretty. Do you just want to hold the baby while I take a shower? Like See, acts of kind acts of service. But we, uh, so to, you know, so our current scores, based on what the love language test uh, has told us about ourselves right now, I'll go with my scores first. You okay with that, or yeah, you want to go? That's good. You want to go ladies first? No. Was- All right, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> I wrote. I, I've got mine written down first, so that's why I'm going first. Um, <clears throat> I got forty percent words of affirmation. Go figure. Dun, dun, dun. So just tell me I'm a good boy, and uh, I will be good. <laughs> Um, yeah, don't, I got, t- don't tell him bad things because then he's like, oh, I'll show you that I can be bad. And like, I will, you know, I'll total wait. opposite. You got to build him up. And then he's like, yeah, look at me go. I can yeah, do it. I can I'm do anything. That, guys. Like if you just tell me that I'm doing good, I'll do anything. He's like, man, you took the trash out so good yesterday. Like I'll do it again out. right now. The, I'll even take the bathroom <laughs> trash out. The trash can that I don't even go look at. I'll go get the trash out of it and take it outside too. <laughs> There won't be a lick this of trash. This is such a true story. There won't be a lick of trash left in the house because it'll all be out. Uh, like. And I would say that most uh, wives could probably just tell their husbands, like, man, you were so good at the dishes. Like, you're so good at that. And then, like, all of a sudden, every day when you come home from work, there's, like, zero dishes. Like, man. But anyways. As a wife, we should be better about probably telling them nice things. But I think we get into that habit of, that's just what you do. You help make those dishes. Why am I going to tell you you did a great job? cleaning those dishes i don't i don't understand the psychology of this i just know that if you just tell me something good then uh then i'm in i'm gonna do it better next time too but uh so let's see i got 40 percent words of affirmation and then i got 30 percent acts of service um you don't have a lot left no that's 70 percent right there so i basically so the remaining uh is 13 percent quality time 10% receiving gifts and 7% physical touch. So I essentially don't need you to be around me. <laughs> you don't have to give me anything or touch me. All I need is you just to basically tell me nice things. You're good. That's pretty, that's, I mean, that's the cheapest, yep. that's the cheapest gift out there. Yeah, that's true. You want, you want me to read yours or do you want to read yours? No, you yours? can read mine. All right. I'll talk on them. All right. So Becca, you got 37% acts of service. So I told y'all, mean? he just holds that baby while I take a shower. That's all I need. Or, you know, like helps wash bottles or something. Like, <laughs> You know like what's funny is that list. she's using these things right now because we had this talk about this yesterday. We did. Funny thing. Let's just bring the real life into no, this moment. No. Why don't we do that? Because there was not any kind of communication issue between us. Not at all. Like, I just, you know, our baby's two and a half months now. Well, close to three She'll be three months on the 6th of May. So we're close. We're getting there. Um, So we haven't been in this new stage of life for very long with a newborn. I mean, it's only been 13 years since we had one. But we're doing it all over again. And here we are. And every night since this baby's been born, probably not every night. I'm probably over-exaggerating just a little bit. But as a mom, I feel like in my head it's every night. But I'm up till like 12 o'clock trying to get stuff done, like to get ready for bed. It, and I'm like preparing at seven o'clock. Like, I don't know how it takes from seven o'clock to 12 o'clock every night for me to somehow finally put my head to my pillow. But David, however, at like nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock most nights, 
his head's already on his pillow and he's <laughs> laying there ready to go to sleep, looking all like, oh, I'm laying there anxiously awaiting <laughs> the next task. Yeah. And Becca's like, you know, running around with like a chicken with their head cut off, trying to feed the baby and, you know, hey, pump, save make, some real life make for the milk, rest of us, dude. You know, wash bottles, all the things. And so last night we did have a moment because I had, you know, some bottles in the sink and Dave went and laid down and he forgot. I, we, there was a stroller on the porch. He forgot to bring in the TV was on downstairs, all these things. I don't remember. And he's just laying in the bed. Like didn't even try to help me prepare to go to bed. So yep. Communication bottles. I got out of bed, washed the <laughs> bottles and brought the stroller in. I just want this to have a happy ending that <laughs> everything that. that needed to be accomplished was accomplished. It was. So anyways, acts anyways, of service acts of service. So you need me to just do stuff for you. Basically. Hey, it's too easy. It makes me feel really loved right now. If I just, you know, have like, you know, I get I get any sleep at all in right. showers, showers food. I like that too. Showers, food, sleep. I'm yep. making notes right now in my phone. <laughs> Your next one is 27% quality time. Yes. So you just want to hang out with me? Yeah. Or is this for anybody? And like this ain't just like hang out like you're on one side of the couch and I'm on one and everybody's on their phones. This is like, hey, you're looking at me. We're like having I'm communication. I'm looking at you right now. Yeah, I know. See, quality time. I like you right now. <laughs> Your next one, words of affirmation. Yeah, twenty percent. That's I mean, like you don't even need me to tell you anything. I know. Do you I already really, know it all. I mean, I don't know it you, all. I just, you know, no. if you do the other two things, no, I feel I, my love tank is filled. You just got to do those, and I'm like, you know, they keep me going. Physical touch, ten percent. So like, <laughs> you don't. You do, we could be on the same couch, not on our phones, but not touching one another. Yeah, like I get like two separate blankets. I'm hot natured, you know, like skin to skin's like sweaty. Whole thing, keep going. Right. What else? No. <laughs> All right. So your next one is seven percent receiving gifts. So I don't have to get you anything. No, I mean if I want something, I'll get it. You know, like Amazon has everything I need. Strong independent woman. Prime. And Amazon speak uh, that love language for me, so and I'm good there. I just said earlier, if I had known that my life would be um, revolving around Amazon Prime quite like it does, I would have took stock out in Amazon years ago because um, I would have more money, I guess, to, to spend on Amazon. Probably, yeah. I've been investing in Dogecoin. Me and Becca also talked about the fact that I'm uh, I'm a private investor <laughs> in uh, and cryptocurrency right now. Yeah. He's just a tad delusional. He did. He's like, I'm, you know, part ownership in this business. I'm, I'm basically an owner of a lot of companies right now. He was very much trying to convince me of why he gambles with our money. And I don't have a gambling addiction. <laughs> I am an investor. Remember that part where I said quality time where he's not on his phone? That means he's not like sitting there Investing looking at stocks all day. And yeah. Anyway, so it looks like out of the scheme of things, as long as I'm just hanging out with you and uh, helping you take care of business, then then you love me. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Is that it? Yeah. I wonder what everybody else's is. I don't know. But isn't it ironic that ours are so opposite? Were you getting there too soon? I was, but it's down, <laughs> in, my, it's down in my notes a little bit farther. Well, I mean, Dave and I are complete opposite humans. Polar opposite. So it's no wonder that our love language would be opposite as well. Like, you know. Opposites attract though, right? Right. And then marriage attacks, right? Hey, Pretty sure I learned I that in the marriage right. class. Somewhere. I learned that in the marriage <laughs> class uh, that was taught to me by some of the best people out there. Yeah, they're cool. They should, you know, do a podcast on marriage or something. <laughs> they taught us what we know. So <laughs> we're just uh, trying to apply it in our lives. 
I had some really good statistics now. Now that my gigantic notes are so cluttered up, I can't find it. But Well, back to this whole thing about the oh. – let me get there real quick because yeah, you said it was in your notes anyway. So the whole part about us being opposites and the whole love language thing. One of the things you had said when we were talking about love languages was the fact that people probably try to love other people in the oh, way yeah. that they they feel love. True. So – in a marriage or any relationship for that matter, if you're trying to put out what you want to receive in your love language and that's not that person's love language, then that's probably not going to help them fill up. Amen. I forgot about that. There's a test out there and I just couldn't find it because I was going to try to find it so that we could talk about this where um, you figure out what love language that you, you give out. Versus what you, because like I need words of affirmation, but I think that naturally I'm trying to like give you gifts or um, probably give you gifts or words of affirmation as well. Like I'll tell you that you're doing good and then try to buy you something. Mm-hmm. But because that's not what you receive as love, it's you are, let's see, words of affirmation 20% and receiving gifts seven. So like me buying you something <laughs> that's virtually meaningless. Yeah. Yeah, he'll like, and he really does do that. Like, he'll go places all the time and call and ask if I need anything. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not returning home without calling and asking. If, He's if trying to give me a gift. I'm like, no, I don't need anything. I have what I want. But think about the communication problems that that would, uh, if like I knew that um, you needed, no, and I, now I do know that you need acts of service. Mm-hmm. Now I can quit trying to buy you stuff. Right. I'm probably still going to do that. Because I think that's naturally what I'm going to drift to. I but mean, I'm okay with that. That's as long as I, uh, I'm just make a make a note to you know, take care of some business around the house, mm-hmm. help you out, then you know you feel loved. loved. Yeah, it's like bonus points. Yeah, you do like what, what do you I try really to give me? Then, I don't know. Nothing. I'm what? just kidding. <laughs> I feel like I just try to do everything. I'm probably doing acts of service for you because, like, I try to ah. do so many things, like. At the house. That's true. And then. But that's what you But I don't give you words. I probably don't give you your love language of words of affirmation very often because that's not something that like I really need. So that's, you know, see. See how this makes sense. See how that can be an issue. I wonder what kind of, uh, you know, maybe our our fan base. (laughs) This this monster fan base. Nobody even knows this is happening. But uh, maybe our uh, our fan base it could save them some uh, some heartache by it took us what ten minutes to take this test yes maybe less well I well, think we it took, took other me, tests we too, did but so. I'm talking about this one I think this one was pretty short honestly yeah it was the shortest he and tried to tell me a different one was the shortest and then that one took me like semantics <laughs> um so we uh, you know we we did this and so now we know what each other needs and it's fresh on our mind but like we said earlier it changes a lot so. Yeah. Don't just like do it one year and then wait five and then you're like, why do I want to, you know, yeah, why do I punch my, my husband wife? all the time? Oh. Yeah. What? All right. And then, and then you're like, what's going on? Why am I, you should probably take the test again. Why was there headgear and boxing gloves in the Amazon orders this month? Yeah. But anyways, that's what it was. But I had some really good statistics that talked about the amount of divorce that happens that is attributed to communication issues, but I can't find it. That's Okay. I mean, There's a lot of it, though. That's It ranks in probably the top ten. I'm pretty sure that anybody that may be listening to this right now can literally just think about the people in their life. Because if you're like me, you look around and you can you just see marriage 
falling apart everywhere you look. I mean, I literally broke down the other day because one of my favorite podcast couples announced they're getting a divorce and I'm actually not okay about it. But it's like not just them. I just feel like I look around and everybody is getting divorces right now. I mean, and Dave and I, you know, we've been together for longer now than we've been like been alive. Ain't that right? Like we've been, oh, we've yeah. known each other longer now in our oh, life than we haven't. Than- so we have seen a lot of like people together and, you know, separate and not that we haven't, you know, many times been on that road ourselves, but, Bruh. you know, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is our yeah, jam, and so, sure. you know, when you got Jesus and you lean to him, sometimes, like... Yeah, there's this whole the triangle time. scenario there that, uh, uh, you know, to get a little theological on y'all, but if you... I want you to shut your eyes right now <laughs> and picture a triangle. You're not going to count down first, like, no. get them in the... Here, start the metronome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so close your eyes. Picture a triangle. Man is on the left. Wife is on the right. God is at the top. we're always right. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. Um, God is at the top of the triangle. Husband on the left corner. Wife on the right corner. And then as the husband and wife work their way up the triangle and they get closer to God, they in turn get closer together. Yep. But if you look at it the opposite... And you're both not close to God, and you get further away from Him. You're getting further away from each other too. So, boom, boom, mic drop. Anyways, so uh, what else was you saying? I was just talking about how there's so many divorces around us. So, like, I feel like this topic of conversation and communication with your spouse, and I just feel like it's where we're, you know, supposed to be headed. Hey, so. A quarterly, you should try to maybe just find out if you guys are on the right track or not. Yeah. That's what we should do. Just like, yeah, it's almost like my work. Like, I should put it on my calendar to follow up on my love language and yours to ensure that we are still, you know. I mean, mine's not changing. Well, I can already just, I can in just case. guarantee. <laughs> I mean, one day you might not want to hear nice things. That's never going to happen. They want gifts. You I literally know. just want, like, if you just, like, I'm, I'm telling you, if you're like me, it's like, guess what? I'm going to do the bottles when I get home because I did them so good yesterday. <laughs> so, like, as soon yeah. as I get home, I am washing bottles. Mark it down. <laughs> but on top of love languages, as we were on this, uh, I think, I cannot remember the website that we got it off of. But if you Google it, I'm sure that it's right there. Um, number one, if it's not on the first page of Google, it doesn't exist anyway. So. But uh, there's apology languages. Has anybody ever heard of those? I had never heard of it until he told me I was either. taking this test. Well, so. I had never heard of it, but I took the, the love language and I was like, man, I'm going to take this apology language too, because evidently you can tell me that you're sorry in different ways. That mean that means something to me. <laughs> and uh, so the, uh, I don't know, I'm going to read, I'm going to read because I wrote them down here. I'm going to read the, uh, the apology languages, uh, accept responsibility, expressing regret, Genuinely repent, make restitution, request forgiveness. So that's one, two, three, four, five apology languages. And so I never did know that these things um, existed. And to give you a quick rundown, I have made a list of things Mm -hmm. that fall into those categories so that you're um, aware of what each of these mean. So like if if your uh, apology language is... um, expressing regret 
you would say things like, I'm sorry that I lost my temper and yelled at you. Or I'm sorry that I came home an hour and a half late and we missed the program. So you're actually saying sorry for what you did. Yeah, wrong. you're expressing your regret. Hmm. You know, weird. I feel bad for my behavior. Uh, that my behavior has hurt you. And is, that, is that my apology language? Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> explain I'm sure these, and then I'd I'll, like for you to be sorry for what you're sorry for. I'm gonna explain these, and then I'll did. tell you what what you got and what I got. Um, accepting responsibility. Um, this is where you will say things like, "I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I have no excuse for that. I take full responsibility for that." So you're accepting responsibility. I think that's why they called it that. Yep. Uh, making okay. restitution. How can I make this up to you? I know I've hurt you deeply. I regret that, but let me make this up to you. So you're trying to, um, you know. I don't think that one's mine, is it? Because I feel like I don't actually even remember what mine was. I'm not going to Well, I'm going to tell you what yours is. you got to give me <laughs> I'm like, anxious. Oh, here we go. Uh, genuinely <laughs> repenting. Um, I don't like what I did. I don't want to do it again. Can we talk? Can we put together a plan that will help me stop doing this? So you're genuinely repenting. And the last one, requesting forgiveness. Will you forgive me? Um, I hope that you can find it in your heart to forgive me. And I value our relationship. I know I've hurt you. And I hope you will <laughs> forgive me. Requesting forgiveness. All right. Now I'm anxious. What are All right. So now that everybody is well aware of what these um, five apology languages are, you want to know what yours is first since I went first last time? Sure. Yours. What do you think yours is without looking? I think mine is where you say what you actually did and then you apologize for it. All right. This is accepting responsibility. It's 36%. Look at me. I really did, could not remember what I was. Not going to lie. I was so really 36%. That see, I know myself. And then expressing regret is 32%. Yeah. Because I want you to know what you're apologizing for and, and then express it. But that whole, will you forgive me thing? Like that is your request. Forgiveness is 5%. Yeah. See that don't work. Doesn't for me. even exist. Mm-mm. Don't even try. I mean, I, <laughs> I feel like that if, if we're going on what we give, I think I say that probably. Mm, you do. Yeah. Uh, hey, for just forgive me for saying that. Yeah, like, and then it makes me mad. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it I'm, would make I'm you mad because really it doesn't. Learning even... a lot from this one. See, and I bet you nobody knows this one even exists because well, I never knew about it. Hey, so now whenever you're having communication issues and you know how to say you're sorry, mm-hmm. or you, I know what you need to hear from me yeah. to know that I'm sorry. It's also like you know, like in companies, like at my company, we have a personality test that we. Basically, I think all employees is that the have ENTJ? taken. It's well, no, that was that that's Briggs a different one. It's like I C D I C P S, and, and like I can kind of break, I could break them down, but we don't got time for that. So, long story short, there's a personality test out there that you can take to kind of learn what kind of personality you are that helps you like approach people. That's why we did it at my uh, company because that way everybody wears when we reported to an office everybody had like these little things on their badge that said what they were so you knew in the elevator or in the bathroom or wherever you are how to approach somebody because everybody's so different and it was really cool but if i didn't work there do they have a name for like awkwardly approaching people like kind of like picture (laughs) how i would do it so i would just basically like shy and yeah i was like it's they're all like shy what if i'm not shy but i'm just awkward 
like I would stay like I would I I mean I'm sure you fall somewhere in the S because it's more of like the you know people that like keep to themselves Uh, introvert yeah I'm not an introvert Mm -hmm. just don't talk to me in person (laughs) I'm just kidding so my apology language what do you think that I need to hear from you probably short and sweet just I'm sorry right Uh, well it's request (laughs) for forgiveness so um I don't so know ask why. Ask for forgiveness? Yeah. Like, like, will you forgive me? Yeah. That's like annoying. Like, why can't I just tell you why? I'm sorry. Well, because that's what you, that's what you want. Yeah. That's not because... what I want. That's the whole difference in what <laughs> I literally that. right here. Let me, t- I'll, I'll give you the number breakdown. This is how opposite we are. 5% of your um, apology languages request forgiveness. 35% of mine. 30% <laughs> of so mine silly. is accept responsibility. Um. 36% of yours. So that's pretty, that's almost the same. Um, 15% genuinely repent. 14% genuinely repent. So that's about the same. It's just our main. Two. Yeah. Or just our the main most one important is, ones. Yeah. So just be like, I want you to say <laughs> this because I wrote this down. I want you I to say, to... I value our relationship. <laughs> I know I've hurt you and I hope you will forgive me. And if you say it that methodical, like that's, Systematic. Mm-hmm. Can you write that down for me? I've already got it written down. And print it out. It's in my notes. And highlight it. I'll have a tattoo of it now. <laughs> I should get a tattoo so I can just look at it and be like, oh, that's what I got to say right yeah. now. Do I have to have emotion with it, though? I'm never going to accept responsibility <laughs> for my actions. <laughs> well, obviously, we're going to be back next week with more issues. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for next week. Or on, fox sake. <laughs> on divorce court. Oh, goodness. But... That's some things that we've learned. Mm -hmm. And they were, you know, really eye-opening. And I think that in any type of relationship, really, like I said, at work, just us knowing each other's personalities, like, that helps you go, like, far in your communication world. So. I love you. I love you. Do you just saying that because we're on this show? (laughs) Yeah, that's why. For the sake of the show. You know, if we were at home and you said it and we were... It was quiet. I would say it back. No, you would. You would for sure. Well, I hope everybody learned something today. Me too. I mean, I learned something. No, I, I, I literally <laughs> took this test um, and I wrote down some notes. So like I already knew this and then here I'm talking about it and I relearned it. Yeah. But for real, if we can help anybody out there with just any knowledge at all to better your life and better your relationships. For sure. Then. And we obviously got to work on this ourselves. So we're not just necess- we're not like me and Becca's got the best communication skills right now. Um, we're telling you guys uh, about these problems because we have these problems, and obviously we're actively working on them. So you got to work on them yeah. too. That's the whole thing. You can't just get complacent in this life. Side note, because you know relationships are like a garden. <laughs> I literally said this one day, and, oh and it's gosh. funny because it just came back up. You say like, life <laughs> is like a garden. Dig it. No, I all right. Joe said, said that relationships are like a garden. Like you have to grow them and work at them and like you can't just like plant stuff and then be like yeah i mean i didn't i thought you could just plant stuff and it would be fine but that is not the case because if it don't rain yeah, during, for a while, during coronavirus we decided <laughs> that we wanted to be frustrated and save three cents and work all summer at planting a garden and so that's what we've done we've saved almost no money work really hard at planting a garden but it really did yeah. i mean it produced some fruit though some, and some vegetables i mean did we get fruit i don't i think our fruit i think the died. birds eat the yeah. fruit we're about we to got, have some blueberries. We got a couple so. vegetables. Yeah, I, I had a Lots zucchini as long as my work. arm. Like you wouldn't believe. 
There's a lot that goes into gardening. But anyways, that's why I use that yeah. because relationships take work. Lots of it. And pruning. Yeah. It's like all the things. But you could be growing in the wrong direction for a little bit and got to cut that off. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, restart. Yep. Not restart like marriage, but like. <laughs> you you yeah. can restart, you know, your marriage, like just make, not like have to get a divorce and get back together. But, yeah, you know, like be like, okay, let's regroup. Here we go. It's okay to go back to the basics. This literally uh, love language is like the basic thing that you should be going through, like premarital counseling, which we didn't do, but I highly suggest after, um, <laughs> you know, I literally just applied for my degree today. And um, uh, one of the things that I got out of, um, man, I cannot remember the class, but it's talking about how, how important premarital counseling is. And I'm telling you, you should go do it. If, you, if you've not done, if you're even considering being married. Or even if you don't go before your marriage, go it's now. probably not bad to just go during your marriage. Like, I mean, I tell David all the time, we should go to counseling. We should go to counseling. But instead, we're going to do a podcast and maybe we'll get counseling through this. <laughs> we're going to work it out right here in front of you guys. But in all honesty, um, real quick before we end this session, um, me and David did, we've done actually a lot of counseling throughout our years. And we actually went before we were married. And let me just tell you, we were teenagers, like when we were, uh, we had a baby. So. Seriously, we was like 17 or 18. But I'm, 18. Right. But I remember feeling really silly about going to counseling because I was like, we aren't even, because we had our baby really young. I was 19 when we had her and a senior and I just graduated actually. Um, and so we were very young, obviously, like do not do that. Um know what you want to do in life. I tell my daughter all the time, like she is going to go to college and have a career. It's going to be a whole thing before she ever even thinks about babies because I don't really, I would never change having her, but it was definitely a struggle. So, but we went to counseling before we got married because obviously we're teenagers with a baby and you know, I really wanted to punch him back then. And so we went to this There's counseling. a lot of freaking <laughs> violence in this relationship, right? I'm literally only doing well so that I don't get hit. That is not true. <laughs> I've never even spanked my child. Like I am like the most loving human alive. Spare the like, rod, spoil the husband. Is anyways, I don't know. Let me get this out. So anyways, we had went to counseling and we were children and we weren't even married yet. And I remember feeling like such an idiot being there. And I'm like, we are literally in counseling and aren't even married. Like, how are we going to, what is the, why are we even trying at this? And I'll never, ever forget this counselor saying, you know, you, you may feel silly for coming right now, but because you both showed up and because you're both here, that shows that you are both actively wanting to work at this relationship. And they said you could come you could be married for 10 years and then come 10 years after you're married and never um, ever have had counseling. He was like, do you know that I would have to uncover 10 years worth of issues to try to get to the real issue in the, in the marriage? And he was like, but coming so soon, you all make it easy on me. And I'll never forget him saying that because it's so true. Like you should never feel silly about trying to work at something. And no, if it's important, you should be working on it. Right. So. You value your marriage, you should work on it. But even if you've been married for 10 years and you haven't went to counseling, that's not saying yeah, don't go. You're never go. too old to start. I'm telling you, you should actually go so they don't you're have You're never too old to start. Even if you're in counseling like Billy Madison was in elementary school, you're just never too old to, uh, you know, restart it. All right. Well, that's what you get for today. Thank you guys for listening. Two for Fox's sake. I haven't perfected <laughs> how to say goodbye yet. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs>